high atop Mount Manitoba, NottingHallOfFame.com presents another episode of How the Hell Did This Go Number One? But sometimes, sometimes, sometimes when we ask that question, we're saying like, really, how the hell? But this is not one of those. This yeah. is not one of those. This is the theme from Shaft. It is now. It is. It is. Yeah. But before... But before we get there, this is a week late. Now, why would this be a week late? Why would it be? Because, uh, yes. Is Brad Brad again? I, yes. I bratted Brad this one up. Brad. I did. I pulled so a mask Brad. The first bit of housekeeping is we were originally going to do Mambo number five. We were. Unfortunately, but Mambo number five. Monica. We couldn't have any Monica in our lives. Couldn't well, have any Erica by my side. Well, I didn't well, bother. Rita. We didn't need her. <laughs> didn't bother learning any of these other women because it didn't go number one. It only went Mambo number three. Yeah, that's, I, I looked. I, I thought I even double checked, and I it, it went number one in the, what was it in the EU or UK charts? Either way, it went number one somewhere. I read that and went, yeah, I got a good one, and I didn't. Well, that's housekeeping oh. bit number one. Housekeeping bit number two is. This is one of the funkiest songs ever. And do really three middle-aged white people, sorry, two middle-aged white pe people and blue-eyed soul right here. No, you're still a white dude, middle-aged white dude. I'm sorry, I, I believe the band was Hall, Oates, and Buckner. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> we needed to get somebody to just sort of like make this a little bit more authentic. And we got my buddy. We've got my buddy Lee from hey. via Britain, the greatest, the absolute yeah. ultimate graphic artist. Wait, I, I can't wait to see see when when his uh, graphic novel comes out. And if you need some cover art done, this is the man. Lee, how you doing, man? Good to see you. I'm very well. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. <laughs> it's the Buckner verse. You're you're worthy. <laughs> That's what we call this. The bar is, the bar is low, dude. He let me in. <laughs> yeah, Lee, I'm the bar is low. <laughs> yeah. So Lee and I were kind of pseudo neighbors. Are yeah. you in Barbados? Uh, some somewhat sort of. And yeah. uh, we certainly bonded because uh, we both knew that uh, we were, we had both assholeish tendencies and we liked to, well, I like to drink and you like to do other, partake in other things. And it worked yeah. out well for us. Kirk, you're an asshole? I think it was <laughs> Kirk, you're an That's asshole. That's news to me, Kirk. <laughs> uh, That's news to me, Kirk. Yeah, but but I, I showed Lee some of the past work when it was just a, the before Brad, when it was just Andrea and I. Just the two of you. We made it every try. See? Yeah. Paul Oates Buckner. Mm. Huh? You can tell that they really hit their peak when they dropped the dead weight. <laughs> they dropped the Buckner. <laughs> I was going to say that was no way to talk about Oates, but thank you for that. <laughs> All I'm saying is Crosby, Stills, Nash, and who? <laughs> All right, fine. I'm maybe I'm the sixth Spice Girl, but that's okay. The fifth Beatle. Technically, no. you always argued that Billy Preston was the fifth Beatle. I was gonna uh, say Preston there is a fifth deserve. Beatle. Preston yeah, did deserve, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he's the sixth Beatle. He's less important than Billy Preston. Okay, but the fifth wheel. <laughs> that might have been Yoko. <laughs> no, yeah, she yeah, was yeah, the yeah. rock that punctured the damn wheel. At some point, can you believe we've never done the Beatles yet? I, uh, I, oh, we, it's just too much. It's it's too much for our like pick one? bullshit little half hour. Yeah, okay. as Brad said, how do you pick one? Well, here's I've here's thought about come together, or eight thousand other ones. Like, yeah. Anyway, but let's get have, back to yeah, so we got shaft and mm -hmm. man. What a special song. We're looking at 1971. And, yeah, so yeah, 71, I believe it won the Oscar in 72. Here's something that blew my mind before, because I don't want to forget this. And I'm sure a lot of you, you probably read this too. I'm no bit, well, okay, I'm not a really big on the Oscars, but. It's a Hall of Fame, why not? 
well, okay, no, but I'm not big on watching the Oscars. I, sh I shouldn't mm. reword that uh, anymore. It's There's no point for me to watch an, a ceremony about movies I don't know starring actors I've never heard of. And I, yes, I am the old man mm. yelling at the cloud. I've mm -hmm. become that guy. And that's okay. Is it me? Am I wrong? No, it's the children. <laughs> okay, but did you watch the, yes. the performance of his performance at the Oscars? It was freaking MTV video worthy. Oh, it was fantastic for its time. The production quality of it, right down to like him coming out the tunnel with like the the box and then like legs and heads and like random appendages mm -hmm. sticking out of the tunnel lot. I'm like, I was like, this is for 19, what, 72? 71. Stage well, performance? 72 what, the Oscars was 71 yeah. too? So anyway, still, it's phenomenal. And then his acceptance speech. So he was up against some big, big oh, players. Since that's where we are. Uh, Andrew, do you have that list in front of you? I don't because my phone's dying, but Brad okay. might. I can pull it. Yes, he can. <laughs> um, while, while you're doing that, uh, uh, something that, all, that really blew my mind more that I, I did not realize that this is the first time that an African-American won an award other than acting in the Oscars. Mm -hmm. It took 1972 for that to happen. Holy fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. messed up. I mean, I wasn't shocked by that when you think it took how long for an African-American woman and it was Halle Berry who's no, still... No, no, It was Hattie McDaniel and Gone with the Wind. Supporting, oh, wow. not... Oh, okay. Yeah. When you mentioned, uh, yeah, you he took the that. he took the Oscar for the arrangement for the song yeah. itself. Okay. Mm -hmm. But who was he up against? Uh, that one I was just pulling up over here. Um, Lee, what were you about to say? Um, uh, with MTV, the first um African American on MTV was people say it was Michael Jackson with um beat it, but it was also um what's his face, Herbie Hancock. Um, oh, yes. and it had because it had no it was just um, all um, animatronic type stuff going on um, in the video it wasn't any yeah. pictures of black people it was just like robots and stuff like that mm -hmm. but it yeah. was Herbie Hancock's music that was yeah. for Rocket wasn't it Rocket yeah yeah. you know you know. now that I think about it uh, to, to that point uh, when that song came out I wasn't aware of Herbie's work before I would have been 11 so why would I yeah. Right. yeah, and yeah, no, that's a good point. You hear name Herbie Hancock. You don't necessarily think that uh, it's going to be the guy who uh, who gave us all this other stuff. Yeah. If you don't know the background, He's a phenomenal musician. Yeah. Right, but you don't know that if that's your first thing from you know like a, yeah you you don't see his right? face in the video. You don't he, he's not he's not in the in the in the actual video period. It's just all robots and crazy like circuitry and retrofuturism type um, mm -hmm. stuff going on. I but, can't find the list right now of, of who was who was competing with them. But yeah, you're right. There were a few big names. Uh, yeah. Okay, but before this, Isaac Hayes, something I didn't know. I didn't know that he co-wrote one of my favorite soul songs from the 60s, Soul Man. I didn't know that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, mean, but like, um, Soul Man and Hold On, I'm Coming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all... Um, I was just checking it. Um, they were like um, the record label he was signed to was Stax, mm -hmm. and Stax mm -hmm. was like the more yeah. hood. It was like a hood version of um, Motown. It was like yep. more the, the artists were more rough around the edges and they mm -hmm. weren't particularly photogenic or anything. It was just like a lot of like random. It was just straight up like solid like people like that were like um, more like, very soulful and it wasn't anything about. It wasn't that polished. A lot of the guys on Stax weren't super polished. You no, know. it was a much much grittier version. Yeah. It was a much grittier grittier version of uh, the Motown, the whole Motown look and sound and everything. Yeah, yeah. When I, because um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. I only just now saw this... that. Oh, sorry. But I remember like um, yes, that's what that's what Stax was kind of big for is the fact that this shit was like close to the street. You know, this is dope. So this song had a couple of firsts. First, black man to take away an Oscar. Yeah. Um, for for um, composition, launched Richard Roundtree's career. Yeah, yeah. He was he was not. I don't think he even had a, 
he didn't have a credit to his name. Okay, yeah. But the funny thing is that he wrote, uh, Isaac Hayes wrote the theme for Shaft on the promise he was going to get to play Shaft. Well, yeah, didn't, he didn't even get to audition. He didn't even get an audition. Well, wasn't it the promise that he would get to try? It's it's possible that he would get it to was, try. It was the promise he would get to audition, and yeah. he didn't get to audition. But then he became a big-name actor in Black Exploitation. Okay, like, in, that, in that genre, yes. yes. Brown tree. Yeah. Shaft in Africa. I got to rewatch that one. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Shaft in Africa, uh, the Shaft reboot with um, Samuel L. Jackson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw and that. The Shaft uh, reboot again in 2019. Yeah, with Samuel L. Jackson. He has a son or something. He has an illegitimate son or something like that. Yep, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Don't forget Shaft 2, Electric Boogaloo. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're thinking of a different one there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So wait to go back to the Oscars. Um, he was up against Marvin Hamlish, um, Henry Mancini, oh, and Robert oh, Sherman. Wow. Some bed knobs and broomsticks. Like he had some big competition. Mm -hmm. And if you watch the performance, he comes out shirtless, just wearing gold chains, like chain. adorning yeah, yeah. his entire upper body, and. The crowd went wild, like yeah. Yeah. sex erupted in the audience mm -hmm. of the Oscars. Oh, I would have um, thrown my panties at him. You would have. Um, mm -hmm. You still would today. It He's doesn't take much to get you to throw your panties, Brad. Well, I'll throw my panties at nearly anyone, yeah. <laughs> for um, I guess it was, I guess it was but then he the also, family. so with the Oscars, yeah. um, he brought his grandmother because his parents died when he was young. He came from nothing. His grandparents, who were sharecroppers, raised him. Yeah. So he brought his grandmother to the Oscars, and then he, I think she was the only one that he thanked in his acceptance speech. Like, or no, he, he thanked a few people, but he strongly credited his grandmother. And I just think that is so sweet. Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you think that, and I was trying to find an interview on this. So he's going up against... A lot Harry of Mancini. Right, but a lot of classical composers, like a uh, lot with Broadway things, he's the outlier. Oh, he totally is. In some mm -hmm. ways, sort of a good yeah. thing. Because, I mean, it sort of makes you see. Well, yeah, because you're giving him something different. Right. Because, you know, like Harry Mancini, he's talking to the guy that did Breakfast at Tiffany's, he's talking to the guy that did the Pink Panther theme music. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's like, a, you know, big, pretty big deal. You know what I mean? And, for someone and for someone like him to come in, that's like kind of coming out of the left, you know. What I mean, some like you said, black dude, bearing that, bearing his muscles and oiled mm -hmm. up with fucking chains on and singing. Yeah, some it was music. Well, not, not just dark a, horse. Not just yeah. not, not just a black dude in 1971. We're talking about a bald black dude when everyone had hair up the wazoo. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know, yeah. like the, you could count on one hand the amount of uh, bald celebrities in the 70s. Him? Kelly Savalas. Kelly Savalas. Yule Brenner. That's all I got. Yule Brenner, definitely. Mm, Yule uh, Brenner, yeah. Yeah, we haven't even gone to oh. full hand. Wait, who's the guy from Kung Fu? Although that was a bald cap, wasn't it? Everybody everybody was Kung Fu from everyone. David Carradine. Okay. David Carradine, because, yeah. The, well, you also had Hot Chocolate, who was all like, he was crazy ball as well. He was super ball. Mm hmm. Mm. You know, um, what's his name? Um, um, what's it? What's it? Hot chocolate singing? Uh, I believe in miracles. Yeah, home. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, but 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 he but he was part of an ensemble, essentially. Even though yeah, he was yeah, yeah. Uh, so, how do we track Isaac Hayes' meteoric rise to then him playing the dirty singing um, uh, cafeteria chef? on South Park. Well, have we even got, to, I, I think we should still look at this song before we get there, because I do want to oh, get yeah. there. Yeah, yeah I, I, we got a while to go, I think, before we get to South Park. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Um, Not only did you get ahead of yourself, you were behind yourself so, like a week at dipshit. Well, I'm I catching up though, now. Sorry. This song, so let's, let's look at it. It's, what, a minute and a half, minute and three quarters yeah. of instrumental that's just, super funky bass that oh, just builds on yes. itself 
it's beautiful just it it starts out with a fun line and then it it builds and it adds and it builds it's probably one of the best minutes and a half of no vocals leading up to anything Mm -hmm. it just it builds and it so we're talking a movie theme no we're talking about shaft (laughs) (laughs) and so but yeah so it it starts out it and it's like this groovy funky beat and then it adds suspense and it adds mm-hmm. um tension oh yeah and you get then, that lilting flute in there too so it seems light mm-hmm. and then the voice comes in and mm-hmm. and in like what he he literally has five statements about shaft yep and all of yep. them pretty much say everything you need to know about, about this character and about the whole movie and about the whole genre Mm-hmm. Of, so what is it let's get to but, that let's get to those five what words. are the five statements um who's the black private dick that makes oh gets all the chicks who gets all the chicks that's oh, the ooh, one ooh, yeah ooh, ooh. Shaft. It's shaft oh that <laughs> yes you got it you're right all right okay give me another one now give me some one. folks say that shaft is one bad mother just talking about shaft shaft <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Damn I can dig it. Got it in there, man. Straight, he says he's damn straight. Or I can dig it. Something I can't remember. Damn um, right. And there's damn right. Uh, who is? Oh crap! What is it? Um, who's who is gonna? Man who wouldn't uh, wouldn't turn his back on a brother, man? Shaft. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Um, and the last one is. Um, Isn't there a who, one? We who's the man do. that no one understands him but his woman? Even though he's a complicated movie, man, was, but nobody understands him. Um, that is the one that's probably not true because nowhere in that movie do we know that his woman understands him or that he even has one woman. Or I'm pretty sure he has one. many, many women. Well, statement number five contradicts statement number one because, I mean, like he's a sex machine. And so, like, uh, yeah. But I can't remember what statement number four is. There's got to be one more here. I'm just going to say that anyone who's a sex machine is not monogamous. Well, you're right there. <laughs> I okay, Lee, as you get to know Brad, that you, you wouldn't think it, but let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. We won't talk um, about okay, the accidental okay. here's, here's here's our here's <laughs> our lyrics here. Brad. Who's who's the black private dick that's a sex machine to all the chicks? Shaft. Damn right. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the man who would risk his neck for his brother, man? Shaft. Can you dig it? Um, who's the cat that won't cop out when there's danger all about shaft right on and then they say this cat shaft is a bad mother shut your mouth but I'm talking about shaft shaft then we can dig it we can dig it and then he's a complicated man but nobody understands him but his woman John Shaft John Shaft yep yeah. So there we go. That's the lyrics. I, I mean, I can't, I can't so, believe you didn't bother to look up some history on the movie to see, like, I wonder if it was <laughs> on, no, I mean, like, I watched the movie a few times, but I haven't watched it lately. I think I really needed to. I, I've got, I, whoever sort of, like, designed it, obviously, they knew what they were doing when they sort of, like, decided, you know what, we're going to make the character name Sonoma. Yeah. Risque. It's going to be risque, sure. Okay, but you also have to look at the song itself. And the fact that he is both serious and taking the piss at the mm-hmm. same time. Well, he, you can't, was a you can't create this song. Though. You can't create the song without being serious about it. But it also, he knows it's fucking funny. Mm-hmm. So, and he's, you just, you listen to it, even if you're not looking at him performing and you can just hear the glint in his eye as he's being cheeky about the song. Mm-hmm. Well, because it is a black exploitation film when it comes right down to it. It was it was the starting or the beginning of a black exploitation film. Early, yep. Yeah, this was and some businessman. Some uh, I don't know if he was Jewish or not, but it was a white businessman who mm-hmm. wrote Shaft. Okay, the, the movie wrote the screenplay for it. Um, because and, usually Jewish people aren't involved in Hollywood productions. No, hardly ever. Hardly <laughs> ever. <laughs> 
Um, and this was early on, but then there were some brilliant soundtracks to black exploitation movies. Yeah, the movies and themselves in them were, all. They were terribly produced. They were enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're good, but not quality. Um, but they, I like Marvin Gaye, and there's there's a ton of big name um, musicians that created some of the soundtracks for some of the black exploitation movies that yeah. they were great, like really good soul R and B, yeah. like deep funky tunes and yeah. entire soundtracks. Mm-hmm. This, this soundtrack was a soundtrack um, and he really created it. I mean, the theme song is, is great it builds tension but then he actually created a good soundtrack not a great album score, but mean, a good soundtrack you mean, you mean score or soundtrack andrea it's um, almost like it's almost like the judge score. theme yeah you know I mean? mm. <laughs> you know synonymous yeah. you, hear yeah. judge, you hear that music you know that judge is in the wall he's a couple meters away you're dead yeah you know? exactly so you exactly. know when you hear this they're, they're doing shaft i mean i've got a list here of all the movies and some of the TV shows that it's been in. Andrew, you sent over the link for news radio. Simpsons. Lisa Simpson hey. did her version, and on, on when she did talent show on the Simpsons. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what episode yeah. that was, but yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah, the I mean, no, yeah. it wasn't the talent show. It was the uh, Japanese karaoke on the Simpsons. There was the okay. Cookie Monster um, yes, that you sent over. From the Cookie Muppets. Doing it. Um, there was the yeah, the, the the news radio um, mm-hmm. that. But I've got what Bobby Fisher against the world. Are we there yet? Love stinks. Home for the holidays. Tank girl above the rim. I'm gonna get you, sucker. Uh, Soul man. Black uh, black heat and the lumberjack. Wait, Bobby Fisher against the world. What? Wait, what? what are we, oh, you were saying chess, Lee? What? No, Bobby Fisher against the world. These are these are all uh, movies that have had the Shaft theme in it. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then for shows, I mean, there's, there's yeah, a couple with definitely, like... It's definitely doing... part of like the pop culture landscape, man. It's iconic, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? Um... You know what blew my mind with all of this, though? Is this went number one, but not on the R&B chart. Really? Yeah, that's right. It was number two. Like, mm-hmm. what? Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I, I stumbled across that just uh, on my break from the job I hate. Ooh, a haiku. Um, See what I did there? Uh, yeah. 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 So it's, I, I don't get that. No, it's a weird thing because I think, I mean, I don't, I don't know about you guys. Uh, I wasn't born in 71, so I can't really speak to the climate at the time, but you still had a fair amount of segregation between uh, black and white music. Sure. Yeah. But, but how did that not go number one in what was then essentially the black chart? No, I think because because Hayes wrote this song that winds up being so catchy. I mean, honestly, at the time, at least the 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 vote for white music would have been would have been higher. I don't know why it would have gone to um, number one on the regular Billboard chart on the world uh, on the U.S. Billboard top one hundred or whatever. But and why it didn't chart on well, what was it up? Well, it did it went number two. I mean, yeah. So- well, why why didn't it hit number one? Yeah. On, on the R&B. Do you know what hit number one on the R&B? At that same time? What? Yeah. Oh, do I? Or you ask? Oh, that was, I thought I'm, I'm asking, asking you. No, I don't know. Okay, I'll look that up here too while I'm here. I, I, I don't know what went number one at that point in time. I was just more stuck and stupid on that that I didn't bother investigating any further. That would have involved work and I passed because I was too busy sort of like signing autographs from my time in. So, I think uh, we might be at a point to talk about um, some chocolate salty balls. Oh, you know, and when you when you talk about chef, you know, you're talking about chocolate salty balls. Okay, but the seventies, Isaac Hayes had that one monster hit. Mm -hmm. I think there are some people who actually thought that he was a one hit wonder, which was not quite true. He he not only one hit. No, but but he, he. he did a version of Dion Warwick's um, "Walk On By" as well, yes. didn't he? Yep. Yeah, a really which was, 
totally different and almost not recognizable, but fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, exactly. Hayes always had a bit of a flair that, yeah. um, I don't know, I'm not going to say it was iconic. I wouldn't be able to, if I if I went, you know, if I had no memory of Isaac Hayes and you played me one or two of his songs, I don't think I'd be able to identify a third and a fourth kind of thing that, that has earmark on it. But you but would you heard his voice. When you hear his voice, absolutely. But the funny thing is with, like, between him and and p-funk or even george clinton on his own um just some some baseline some some funk that will just it coats your ears man it's like honey yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. like it's just i don't know why he didn't get more attention i honestly think that he should have okay, yeah. he, he did he is a an inductee in the rock and roll hall of fame so the peers and those in that mm-hmm. genre like in, like in the musical genre did give him the ultimate honor he, and he wasn't on the back burner for a long time it was well, he was not no it well he was inducted in 91 i'm not sure but i mean i know he wasn't a, a long induct long wait I'll, like when i start for start following that shit he was already inducted and that would have been yeah because i think it was 70 71 this comes out 72 he takes the grammy and 91, he was inducted, if I'm not mistaken. So if, if that's true, and, and maybe someone can look that up while we're talking about that, then that's about as early as you almost get, because you don't qualify unless you're 25 years into your career. Mm. Hang on here. Let's find out. I'm not going to bother typing it this time. Uh, 2005. Oh, there we go. 2005. So yeah, Sounds about right. 26 years into, into his release of, of yeah. uh, the theme song for Shaft. 36. And there he is. 36. Well, I can't count. I, I'm just this That's pretty. That's okay. okay. You're pretty. Yeah, exactly. I'm this pretty. I don't get the math skills too. Like Barbie once said, math is hard. <laughs> Barbie also said, Ken, where's your dick? But anyway, uh, you, know what, you know why Barbie doesn't get pregnant ever? Why? It's because Ken doesn't have a dick. No, it's because Ken comes in another box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Lee, do you have anything to add to this? No, I'm just, I don't, you know what? I'm just, um, this is, I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I'm, this is a learning experience. I, I, I know pieces. I'm not going to deport, like, 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 Sorry, I did not do any fact checking or any Google searches or anything before this. I was just going to be me that just and, and brought the parts that knew about fucking Isaac Hayes. No, it's okay. Kirk and, didn't either. You know what I mean? I'm just like, okay, <laughs> Isaac Hayes, he did this, he's chef. Great. So that's good. Okay. Oh, you got this angle. So you got this but angle we, haven't, we haven't talked about the chocolate salty balls yet. We haven't. So how did yes, South we Park we decide? Yet, yeah. So uh, how did South Park decide on chef being Isaac Hayes? Scientology, um, I don't know. Well, that was the end part, but yeah, the, you know, the well, okay, I guess the you got two guys who got are, I guess, are they our age or older? Uh, I think they're just a, a little bit older, okay. they're around, yeah, they're probably about 50 at this point, mm-hmm. okay. just a smidge older than smidge. you old dudes. Hey, all the old dudes is the new song, all right, not none of this young <laughs> dudes. shit all the old dudes all the old dudes carry the blues oh not the hoople anyway uh well i guess that's why they call it the blues <laughs> oh shit i get it one yeah uh, well done yeah. <laughs> but you know that was a great resurrection for isaac hayes yes except suck on my chocolate salted balls yeah it's I, I, you can't you can't hear isaac hayes Without thinking about Chef. There are children. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but the sad part Schaffer is. Chef and um he did a chat with Wu. He did he did um he did that track. He did a chat with um Ghostface Killer. I can't go to sleep. Oh. Oh, yeah. I didn't know about this one. Okay. Yeah. I can't go to sleep. It came out around the like second Wu Tang album. Um What's that? What's that? Wu Tang's. Uh, what's it? What's that called again? Wu Tang's Forever, or whatever. Mm-hmm. The triumph. Mm-hmm. 
but they, 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 he had a he had a song with Ghostface. Um, I can't go to sleep. Really shitty tune. I didn't really like it, but yeah. Is that the one that Tricky yeah, sampled? I'm not sure if Tricky sampled it. Let's check. Okay. Let me see. <laughs> Let's but see. Um, yeah, so we we go to this now. Isaac Hayes was cool with them making fun of everybody. Yeah, and he yeah. was cool during the recording of the Scientology episode. And then when it aired, he saw it and what they did with it, and he was suddenly not cool. Okay, was it he saw it, or at that point, the people around him? Because Scientologists, as we've learned since, more we kind of knew it then. The power of cruise compels you. Mm, nice. We're far more... How do I put this? Culty? Well, then we knew. Mm -hmm. Then we actually understood... We knew that Tom Cruise was, a little, was messed up to a point, but he still put out a, great, a lot of good stuff. So Jumping on Oprah's good. furniture. Right, well, yeah. Hey, the new Top Gun is pretty great. Said yes. <laughs> What's that, Lee? She said yes. <laughs> no, oh, I still, I oh yeah, the couch jumping incident. Yeah, that was. <laughs> hey, maybe there's I've only seen clips that. of it, man, and it just, I don't know. I don't know if Cruz could sit back and watch himself and be like, I'm proud of what I did there. I saw, the, yeah. I'm segueing out of here, but I forget which comic it was. Uh, to, uh, it was talking about this on the Rogan podcast. And it was like uh, Tom Cruise, you know, they met Tom Cruise for the first time. It was at some party. And it's like, isn't it great that we've got our wives and we get to go home and like have sex with our wives? Like, like a sentence that would never be said by any married person. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Make sure your wife's not around there, Kirk. No, but I mean, yeah. like, that's because not Kirk, funny. isn't it great that you get to come home and have sex with your wife? I don't leave home. I work from home. But anyway. But isn't it? Yeah. Trying to support you there, Kirk. Dude, I'm trying. Yeah, I want to dig no, you out of whatever. You know what I mean? It's like a bunch into. of guys in a. They're not saying whatever. I mean, either way. At that point, what I didn't know is, and I don't, I can't get my timeline straight because things are conflicting with each other, where Isaac did have a stroke. So at some point, I don't know if he lost his faculties. I don't know what really happened. But from what his son said, Isaac Hayes wasn't Isaac Hayes no much, so much anymore. And that he didn't really have a whole lot to do with that statement that came out. Mm. And it could have been handlers, you think? That's what he thinks. So some mm. things. Wait, Lee's got a finger up. Yeah. Hit it, Lee. <laughs> yes, Brad. Um, yeah, because you you asked about the tricky sample. Yeah. And it was he sampled Ike's rap. Some song called Ike's Rap, and it's okay. from Black Moses, from the Black okay. Moses album. All right. Yeah. Sorry, five minutes later. No, 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 no. It's good. It, it's good. Yeah, this is what we idea. do. Yeah, as opposed to the, the like the tight ship I've been running since day one. Oh yeah, everybody falls in line. Nothing mm -hmm. happens without Kirk say so here. Yeah, I mean, I, half I don't the time act we like have to call normal. you off because you're too drunk. Not half <laughs> the time. <laughs> I, I think there's a certain healthy percentage, but it's not half. That's that's only half, and uh, probably twenty percent. I'd, I'd say actually it's it's cut back it was mm -hmm. probably 20 percent when we started and now we're down significantly in the time that i've been with you guys i think i've only had to help you outro the thing twice and andrea excuse me anyway let's get back let's forget this oh, sorry hang on moving right along <laughs> yes thank you Sorry. Let's do we have anything more to say about Isaac Hayes? Um, did he make any Sesame Street appearance? Was he on Sesame Street at all? He was not, however, Andrea. Uh, Cookie Monster had a um had a performance playing um Cookie Monster to the shaft theme yeah, with a beard. Okay, oh, he almost, I was like, is this, is this Cookie Monster being, being Elton John with a beard? Like he had crazy glasses and crazy like sparkles mm -hmm. and, yeah. but yeah, oh. he, he came out. Um, he was talking cookie. about cookies. 
Yeah. And then he just basically destroyed the whole set of the Muppets well, yeah. um, eating things because he was so hungry. For yeah. cookies. Yeah. Okay. You know, so I, I am... I'm almost a professional at finding the uh, the Muppets versions of any you, song that we do. You're yeah. our resident Muppetologist. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was all it used to be all filmed in um in in London in England. Oh, really? Muppets? Muppets. Yeah, it was filmed in England. A lot of it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sesame Street's really not on, on in the U.S. It was done in Sesame Harlem. Street was more Canadian than U.S. It was filmed in New York in Harlem. Mm. Mm. Well, look what I learned. And um, yeah, yeah, the Muppets is, was uh, was um, done in, in England. In England, it's and also getting started. As far as yeah, they're right. Sorry, sorry, sorry for cutting you, Brad. No, no, I, I, I'm I was just singing the Muppets theme song. Don't worry about cutting them off. Please continue. Oh, no, that's no, um, Fraggle Rock. As far as Fraggle Rock, I remember there were two versions of Fraggle Rock. There was a British Fraggle version, Rock. and there was an American version. It was a British version and an American version. So all the puppet parts were done in America. And for the British version, they had British actors with Sprocket. You remember they had the, the human Sprocket and I can't remember the dude. But yeah, the there was a British there was a British actor for the British series. And in yes. America there was He's a, there the was dude a that was the bartender in um uh Brad, what's the Boondock Saints? I was so Oh, that blew my mind when I first found out. That's my only Fraggle Rock trivia I've ever had is the fact okay. that Tourette's bartender in Boondock Saints was the dude was with Sprocket. the dog in the, uh, when it was the Sprocket's master. Also, I the British say, version was shot on the left. <laughs> I have to say, though, um, Fraggle Rock was created as a way to try to unify people internationally. It was It was like this this experiment of let's create this like underworld world that there are no countries and everybody just exists and it's brilliant. Yeah, and they, they tried to recreate it recently and I don't, I haven't seen it. Like apparently there is a recreation of it in the last year. I don't think it's been produced yet. Yeah, no, I don't think that, I think the conditions under what uh, the time and the conditions um, where when Fraggle Rock was made, they can't you can't replicate that. And part of that is part of the actual, you know, what you the end result. You know, oh, we yeah, can't. You're 100 right there, Lee. You, you don't mind get... how we try to reboot anything. You cannot have you can't capture the same magic. You know, you can't yeah. capture that same magic. You're right. The conditions are completely Fraggle different. Like Fraggle Rock and the Muppet Show. You're thinking when I think of the Fraggle Rock and Muppet Show, I think of Frank Zappa. I think of a Frank Zappa show, mm -hmm. you know, a Frank Zappa album. Sure. Yeah. But you, you know, couldn't get that these days. You couldn't get a reboot um, of Sesame Street, of the Muppets, of Fraggle Rock. You couldn't get a, um, uh, what do you call it? You couldn't get a Mr. Rogers on TV again. Oh, no, no, you couldn't. No. You couldn't. Mr. We, Rogers would have to be trapping or something, but you couldn't do it. Well, oh. well you could, but Mr. Rogers would have to be non-binary. Yeah, yeah, well, like, yeah, you know, and then uh, not that we have any problem with that. I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, there's, there, yeah, there's no issues that because the the character of Mr. Rogers is just Ms. your friendly neighbor. It's yeah, just your friendly neighbor. It doesn't matter what gender they are, so none of that matters. But I loved how groundbreaking Sesame Street was. How the Ooh, Muppets would would, would the, the Muppets would give they would take the piss out of pop culture. Like the yeah. first time I ever saw Alice Cooper as a kid, he did uh, Welcome to My Nightmare <laughs> on the Muppets. Yep. Okay. This is was part of the reason why every time we do a song, I try my darndest to find the Muppets version of it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. To, to, to that point, actually, now that I think about it, first time I ever saw Elton John was doing Crocodile Rock on the Muppet Show. Yeah, no, and the funny thing was, I mean, they, they would have jokes that the adults would get, then they have jokes that the kids would get, and you wouldn't get the adult humor that was sprinkled in there. Like, I still remember watching it. Remember when they had those ballroom scenes where everybody's dancing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and the, the one person says to the other person, they're, they're dancing away there, and his, his wig starts moving, 
And she says, how do you take such good care of your hair? Do you use shampoo? And he says, nope, I use the real stuff. And I never got that. I had to have that joke explained to me as a kid. Shampoo, what's what's real stuff? You know, because sham is a scam and it's poo. And yeah, so. We've come a long way from when Andrea used to sort of like talk about uh, Gonzo's sex life. Well, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> that was, was you. Was he yeah, into chickens or was he into chickens? Gonzo's girlfriend, that's um, Camille. That's the name of the chicken, That's right? Camille the chicken, yes. It was, a, it was some weird alien dude banging a chicken. We were all okay with it. Well, it was consensual. Yeah, we didn't Camille know he was an alien back then. We oh, thought we all consensual. Oh, Camilla. It was Camilla, sorry, not Camilla. Yeah. I'm sorry. As long as it's consensual, it's okay that bestiality is involved. My bad. Okay. So, First of all, they're Muppets. Let's go back to Isaac Hayes. Because we go way off. Allegedly. <laughs> so yes, Isaac Hayes unfortunately did have a stroke. Unfortunately, left South Park and left a big gaping hole where Chef used to be. Mm-hmm. But he brought funk to the masses. He brought one hell of a theme song. Even people who have never seen the movie will recognize the theme from Shaft. True. Mm-hmm. Very true. This is a great choice by you, Brad. I'm really happy. Also, I just want to like point out here, I'm happy that Lee's here also too, just to have a throwback, because if you listen, we can hear the, we can hear the whistling frogs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. That's pretty money of Barbados. Oh, sorry. Yeah. sorry. <laughs> I couldn't tell. I thought you had a squeaky thing going on or whatever. No, no, no. Those are frogs and cricket. That's yeah. That's mainly frogs. Okay. Yeah, you're in Barbados. It's the whistling frogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, we haven't been distracted by Kirk's whistling frogs in right, yeah. a while. Uh, <laughs> it, it takes me back when Lee and I would, we would just like, and, and, and we, what would we used to play? Like, you would just like bring back, like, we would just like play shit from like, I remember this. And it's like, Steely oh. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> play a lot of Steely Dan. Um, <laughs> a bit of Anita Baker, Public Enemy. Nice. Yeah, just everything. Oh, so yeah. while we while we got you guys all here and together, this is something we haven't talked about before, but it's music alcoholism. I thought we did. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. That's that's called an intervention, Kirk, and we'll have one for you shortly. But um, the uh, what I was getting to. Well done. Well uh, done. <laughs> I, I, I thought that you were going to like do a foul tip. I did not expect a ground rule double out of that one. Well done. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I'll steal another base here in a second. Nice. Um, if you guys could only have three albums to listen to for the rest of your life, what would those ones be? And I think we should start with Kirk because he is, you know, the, the chairman. Okay, Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Okay, that's pretty bad. It might be bad, but it's one of my favorite all-time ones. I'm a, I'm a okay. disco apologist. I have, I've said that over and over, and I, mm-hmm. I stand by that. Uh, it's a guilty pleasure, and uh, at some point when we do uh, the transition to uh, how the hell did, was this a hit? Because mm-hmm. we're getting closer to that. Yep. Because uh, it's going to be like a giant spectacular where we look at the five songs that went number one off that album. It's five or four. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one, I okay, we got two. Yep. Uh, just because uh, I, I would go just uh, Hot Rocks, so like the like the greatest hits of Rolling Stones. Greatest hits is a cop out, dude. Fine, okay. Hey, you asked. That's an album. That's true. It is an album. It was released as an album, but I don't know. I figured like an album okay, is okay, when yeah. it came out. I'll, I'll, I'll take it out. All right, Brad. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly take it out. I got no problem with that. But okay. I thought it's sort of like one of those desert island playlists, shit like that. So yeah, exactly. You know, you've got three albums to listen to for the rest of your life, right? Because I'm not going to get tired of the Rolling Stones. So, but if I were to go like back with that, because I mean, like they, they they're God, it spans so much to me. Oh, 100 percent, it does. I mean, their music evolved over the decades. Also, I didn't know there was homework. Usually, usually I'm the lesson planner here. Um, mm-hmm. All right, but okay, but no. I'm, Fuck it, I'm gonna stick with that because like yeah, I, stick with the greatest hits. Yeah, you know, okay, because I I had that as a cassette as a kid, mm-hmm. and because like that was a pretty big deal for me. And then just to mix shit up, uh, I would have a combat rock clash. Oh, nice. Okay, Andrea, how about you? 
No, you first. Okay. You asked it. You first. Um, I'm going to do Pink Floyd, The Wall. Uh, I'm going to put Fleetwood Mac Rumors in there. And uh, Meatloaf, Bat Out of Hell. Hmm. And who's next? Well, I called out Andrea, so we're going right, to give you a minute to think on it. This. I'm going to say Abbey Road. Oh. Um, I'm I'm gonna be super super sappy and go with Joni Mitchell Blue. Oh, nothing wrong with Joni. I don't know. I'm I'm super torn. Um. Oh, Natalie and Brulia. (laughs) (laughs) Two seconds. that one maybe uh queen night at the opera to go for oh, something different oh yes a little bit of queen lee you got the hammer on this one brother what do you got okay um terry fairy's music from the chair um hmm. de la soul you know, class right? all, no, 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 no. de la soul de la soul is dead mm-hmm Well, that one doesn't surprise me because you and I spent time listening to that one. The first, yeah, I love that. I'm a De- I love De La Soul. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, I love De La Soul. I'm a De La Soul fanboy. Um, and uh, Patrice Russian, um, the album um, was settled for my love. Which one was that? I missed it. Patrice Russian's um, Self, My Love. Oh, that one. I don't, I don't know, know that. Set okay, I'm going to have to look for that. Forget me now. Let me see. The, let me see the name of it. Let me get the name of the album. Hold up. Patrice yeah, yeah. Russian. Let's get it. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Well, hmm. It's oh, between yeah. Patrice Russian and um, Tina Marie's um, um, It Must Be a Magic album. I have not heard Tina Marie's name mentioned in years. I love Tina Marie. I love Tina Marie. I was supposed would, to see her. You would recognize. I was supposed to see her. It was a, It was. She was. She was supposed to perform in London. In. It was what? It was. She died in December. I remember she died something crazy. Like it, if it wasn't Christmas, oh, she's it was dead. Oh. Huh? I didn't know she was. She passed. Yeah, it was like 2010. That was what she. She was supposed to have a show in London in January. Damn. And uh, the lady I was married to at the time, we were, we probably were like, yeah, we're going to go and see Tina Marie in January. I've never seen her because that was like, it was, I remember 2009. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You were married? Yeah, we was married. Well, I'm glad to see you fixed it. How the hell did we <laughs> hang out all this time and I didn't even know that? <laughs> yeah, I don't really talk about it. I mean, like, yeah, it's something yeah. that messed up. So, oh, like, crap. Yeah. I wish so I was there still... we go. We have looked into Isaac Hayes. We've talked about three great albums of all time. We've yeah. talked briefly about Richard Roundtree. Yeah. Um, a little bit too long about Chef. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think Chef doesn't get all the credit. But some of our shafts are longer than others. Chef, not Shaft. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And besides, I'm, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to be. I'm going to be nice this time. What are you nice? It was right there. <laughs> so, well, whose go is it to pick this time? Oh, it's mine. No, it's mine. Who picked the one before this? You. What was it? I don't remember. Okay. Well, hang on. Let's find out. I'm going to go and look at our YouTube page. Okay. What's that? What are we looking at? Well, okay, well, we, we alternate who pick, who decides. The next who song. Pick, one, yeah. And I had one prepared for this one okay. because you had the last one. Okay, so the There's last one. I always one thought that, that was like a, a broad. Uh, okay, well, fine. Uh, oh, well, hang on here. I got to get through our little intro. And then where are we there not in hall of fame playlists and well some of them aren't even up yet so my, my web oh, master, yeah, that's true because my webmaster i mean like like it's it's not time sensitive right so yeah. 
So what was before this one? Apparently none of us remember. No, I remember. I'll, one second. I'll look it up because it's still sitting out probably on, because I just uh, keep yeah, it. I never keep my notes. Well, no, I just keep it there until like, uh, it, it's, it's on my desktop until it, I don't have to keep it there anymore. Brad wanted Lubega. Yeah. Yeah, which it was Nana Hey Hey Kiss Him Goodbye. Oh, it was. Yes. That was yours. Ah, so Andrea, so, as always, follows in my footsteps. The piece oh, of God. shit that I have for us oh, next week. It's a piece of shit. Please. It would be nice to have a piece of shit finally. Uh, but I have arms wide open for you. Oh, no. Is this Creed? It's, it is. Oh God! <laughs> With arms wide open, it's Creed. Creed oh. is a grunge band that okay. did one song that hit, disappeared off the map. They had like two or three other songs that like oh. barely charted. Oh. Yeah, Kirk, Kirk, you have dished out so much shit to us. Oh, yeah. This is this is retribution. Basically, what about Green Creed, Jelly? Creed what about Green is Jelly? What, Oh, green, green jelly, jelly is awesome, but they never charted. Number one. No, they never charted. Oh, no. The bear went on the mountain to see what he could see, but the other side of the mountain is all that he could see. That's dope. Love it. <laughs> green jelly, Primus, that kind of shit, man. That is on my nerd rock playlist. Mm -hmm. But it never charted. That's all they tried. They were big in London. No, nothing wrong with green jelly. Doom, doodle, doom, doom. Green jelly sucks. How did I not think? How did I get that all wrong? Thinking I was sex. I had something lined up. I, I had a whole speech on this. Okay, no, well, you can do it next week. Well, Creed is what would happen if you went to buy Pearl Jam at the dollar store. <laughs> it's it's Pearl Jam on Wish. So <laughs> Wish version of Pearl Jam. <laughs> Nice. All right, fine. Green jelly. Don't worry. Kirk, hey, you hey, can so save please. your big steaming pile of turd for next time. But does not steam as bad as that? Kirk, Kirk. Uh, I heard you wrote a book. Wait, he did not write a book. I did. Kirk can't read. Did can't I write, write a book? Not only did I write one, well, you can get that on Amazon. Oh, snap. Oh, yeah. Can I shop for it with my pajamas on? <laughs> Or with the mom. <laughs> okay. Well, my daughter's living with me now, which is why I'm broadcasting from the bedroom. So I have to wear my pajamas. I, th I thought that's why you said you're broadcasting with clothes on. Because Yes, that is why he's broadcasting with clothes on. Because Listen, I haven't gotten topless on a podcast now in at least two episodes. Yeah, that's like three weeks. It's a <laughs> lot good. of time. It's been three weeks since I went topless. We've already done that. That was oh. in the before times. <laughs> yes, Chapel Guerrero Instant Classic. You can hear Reap, not hear, because I didn't do an audio book. I mean, I could, but he's dead, so I'd have to do it. I could narrate it for you. Brad's got a good narration voice. Yeah. But how, what? Chavo Guerrero Instant Classic, written by Kirk Buckner here on NPR. <laughs> Yeah, everything's all fine and good until you realize that Chavo actually sounded like Cheech. But anyway. Tell <laughs> tell me about your sweaty balls. I saw you brought your sweaty balls into the office or in, into the <laughs> into the radio station today. Am I the one, one of the more mature ones in this? Yes, you probably um, are. If you're comparing yourself to me, yes. If you're comparing yourself to Andrea, maybe. If you're comparing yourself to Lee, who is a very well-comported young gentleman, uh, then no. You don't know yes. like I know Lee, but anywho. So, true. Kirk, tell us about the Naughton Hall of Fame. Oh, well, Not in Hall of Fame. You can check out so many things on NotInHallOfFame.com, NotInHallOfFame.com. Hey, the United States Athletic Hall of Fame, the week after the Super Bowl, we are going to announce the first class, and you can vote in that. W that's the one about the big bird, right, that hears really well? Yeah, that's exact one. Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I know the one. Yeah. Sports ball. Uh, www.NotInHallOfFame.com hey, forward slash USA. Also, too, 
Hey, I hey. have another show coming out. Uh, actually, it's already up with uh, Chris Burnet and I, where we look at uh, the Harlem Globetrotters visit Gilligan's Island. Oh, dope. Yeah. Yeah. What a piece of shit that was. <laughs> on This <laughs> crap was on national television. And it was. It was crap. And it was on national television. We look at that. We picked one for next, next week. I think I, I mentioned that. Or maybe I didn't. Uh, really, you haven't. I haven't. Uh, well, we, uh, Chris hasn't watched it yet. So once he does, we'll get to it. It's the, uh, the season premiere of Manimal. <gasps> oh, I loved Manimal. Dope. Brad wants to be included. Manimal? No, well, no, I don't have to be included on this one, but it was, I went back and I tried to watch it in the mid-2000s. It Why? does not hold up. It didn't hold up in 1983. In 1983, okay, that was pretty good. That was around the time of Airwolf and Knight Rider and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, it was a few years before Misfits of Science and <laughs> Auto Man, but... Yeah. You know, Manimal was awesome because at the time in 1983, 10-year-old Brad was sitting there going, wow, this guy can turn into different animals. And we yeah. would play this outside with my friends and stuff, and it was cool. For, and for, one, go, year, for one season. One season, exactly. But then you go back and you try to watch this shit. Oh, baby, it does not hold up. Like, you wow. can't. Yo, I'll, I'll tell you something that I, that I actually rewatched. That was pretty decent, really decent. What held up? The very first, no, the very first, um, um, what's that? Greatest American Hero. The oh, very the, first episode. Yeah, I mean, all Greatest American Hero was was a, a, a spin on Shazam. Yeah, it was a spin on Shazam. But the, the, the first, the, if you watched the the pilot series, the actual pilot episode, mm -hmm. it's so like it's so well put together. It's not corny. Mm -hmm. The cult is like it's believed the villains are pretty believable and dark. It's not like it's not like comic book, oh, we've got you now. Blah, blah. Yeah. No, these are some dark, this is some dark cult that's killing people. And yeah, I remember what, because I watched it, I think I watched it about three years ago. I tried to I tried to watch it like three years ago. And it was pretty decent, you know what I mean? Um that's a theme song that will always stick in my head, you know. I don't think anybody has ever seen that. I never yeah. thought I could fly so ha ha ha. Wow, what a deep cut. That's actually the, the later chorus. What? That was I thought I should could be so free. I thought there was I thought there was a couple of them because the free is at the end because then they say, believe it or not, it's just me. I thought it was the end. Oh, I could be wrong. Whatever. Uh either way, this was uh yeah, that was uh last that at least lasted more than one year. Greatest yeah. American Hero? Yeah, didn't they have three seasons? I'm not sure how many seasons, but I just see them. I was, I was a kid, like, Greatest American Hero came out when I was, like, six or seven. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I remember trying, like, um, well, this is pretty decent, man. <laughs> I mean, they've really improved on the heroes <laughs> and have gone back really now. You know, they've really, like, you know, as far as superhero, the superhero genre, there's one point where I couldn't miss a, like a Marvel movie, the MC thing. I was a big thing. I was really into that because, like, you know, yeah, we when we were kids, much we back were, then, we other than like the book. Superman movie. The looking back, though, at that whole thing with the, with the Great American Hero, man, they really ripped off that logo from the Green Lantern, though, didn't they? They, they, yeah, they did. did it a little. Yeah. Well, the Greatest American Hero was an amalgamation of everything they couldn't use because they didn't want to pay for the licensing. Hmm. You know, it's okay. it's Superman, it's Shazam, it's Green yeah. Lantern, you know, it's just, it's a bunch of different things like that, because Shazam is the accidental hero, kind of like what the tick was modeled on. Yeah, I think, and also too, like, he's also kind of like, a, he's also an amalgamation of like the Blue Beetle, because the Blue Beetle gets his powers from like a tech suit, an alien tech suit. Mm -hmm. You know, like alien, like ancient Egyptian, um, what's the scarab beetle, some scarab beetle joint that he gets his, um, the, the power from. It's like the suit yeah. or whatever. Some, some yeah. Like so Andrea, kind of, Andrea, what's your battle cry? The above the average American. <laughs> Andrea, what's your battle cry? Oh. Oh. Here, I thought you were going to give a spoon or not in the face. Eh, not in the face is not really a battle cry. It's more of a defensive cry. 
All right. I'm going to take the high road here. I'm going to end this now. Okay, kids. Oh, I peed a little. <laughs> wherever you all are, wherever you may be, stay safe, my friends. And thank you for visiting the bucket. Jazz hands. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Bye.